Today's episode is brought to you by the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. To learn more, visit usbank.com slash altitude go. Today's episode is brought to you by Wise, the account that helps you manage your money around the world, which is huge for travelers. I've been a customer and a fan for 10 years. The Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast, and they do it all without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. This service has been so critical for me in my life as a traveler, as a nomad, as somebody living abroad, and you can join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account can help you out on the road at wise.com slash travel. That's wise, W-I-S-E dot com slash travel, or download the app. This episode of Zero to Travel is brought to you by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder with seven drive modes. The Pathfinder's available intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. What one realization can lead to a life of travel? One of you listeners out there shares the answer to this question. It will be in this week's shout out. Plus, We're talking travel and music today, music festivals. Have you traveled just to go to a music festival or have you built your travels around that? This episode might encourage you to make a plan for this year. And at the end, I'm going to share a little bit about my favorite music festival, my current favorite music festival (laughs) for a selfish reason. All that and much more is happening next. Thank you for being here and welcome to the Zero to Travel podcast, my friend. You're listening to the Zero to Travel podcast, where we explore exciting travel-based work, lifestyle, and business opportunities, helping you to achieve your wildest travel dreams. And now your host, world wanderer and travel junkie, Jason Moore. Hey there, it's Jason with ZeroToTravel.com. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you so very much for stopping by, hanging out, spending a little time with me, letting me bring a little travel into your ears. This is the show to help you travel the world on your terms, to fill your life with as much travel as you desire, no matter what your situation or experience. Coming at you from sunny Philadelphia today. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I love that show. I am visiting my family and some friends in Philadelphia right now. My first trip back to the States in over a year, which has been yeah a little strange in some ways and a bit of culture shock, which I'm going to talk about in a second. Before we get into that, as well as this shout out that shares the one realization that one of you listeners had that can lead to a life of travel. I really loved this email I'm going to share with you. And of course, today's interview and all that good stuff that's coming your way. I first quickly want to thank Pimsleur Audio Language Learning Courses for supporting today's show. What is Pimsleur? It's my absolute favorite way to learn a language. If you love listening to podcasts and you want to learn a language or increase your knowledge of a current language that you are studying, Go with Pimsleur. I'm telling you, it is the absolute best way to level up when it comes to language learning. And if you go to zerototravel.com slash easy and you're based in the States, you're going to have a chance to get a free seven-day trial to their low monthly subscription service. Why is this so awesome? Because now instead of having to spend hundreds of dollars to buy all the lessons for a language, you can actually get access to all of those lessons at one low 
monthly cost. So think about it like Netflix when you can go and you pay a low monthly fee and you get everything or Spotify or any of those services. This is the same except you get to learn a language and you get to improve your travel experiences because it's no secret when you speak some of the local language, it opens up so many doors and creates so many conversations with locals and you get insights into the culture and really into your mind that you couldn't have without that whole process of learning the language. And being away in the States, it's good to keep up on my Norwegian. I love Pimsleur. And it's just another tool in the arsenal. And if you love to learn on the go, like you do, if you're listening to podcasts, I'm sure you like that, then check it out, zerototravel.com slash easy. Even if you're outside of the States, you can still listen to a free uh, lesson. So you can see what it's all about, see if it resonates with you. And you got to have... Uh, multi-pronged attack if you're learning a language. You've got to be listening and taking it in and speaking. And that's what the Pimsleur audio courses can do. Then you can supplement that with the apps and some other things. But this is just such a core tool. So check it out, zerototravel.com slash easy. If you decide to either buy any lessons or keep going with the free trial into the paid version, then you'll also be supporting this show. And I highly recommend this product because it's something I've used personally for many years. I'm a huge fan. So I'll leave that link in the show notes. Thank you for checking it out. Now let's circle back to this question at the top of the show. What is one realization that can lead to a life of travel? Well, I got an email the other day and I'll read it to you. It's from Nima Ahmed. And it says, Hi, Jason. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I've been listening to it for over a year now, and it has definitely been a huge source of inspiration. So thank you for that. I've spent the last two years since graduating, working a cubicle job as an engineer and hating almost every moment of it. I knew I wanted to leave and spend some time traveling since my first day, but what seemed like a far-fetched dream back then has now turned into reality. All it took was realizing that you are the creator of your own fate, and that if you want something badly enough, all the obstacles people normally let stop them can no longer shake you. I'm planning on spending about a year no hard itineraries or deadlines, traveling around the world, learning everything I possibly can learn and experiencing life as a renegade. I love that word. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, quote unquote. And many people, especially my parents, think this is an impractical and reckless decision. I myself as a 24-year-old female have some concerns about solo traveling indefinitely, both safety and concerns for the future. But ultimately, I'm betting on myself that everything will work out and I will find happiness in my place in the world. I have no idea where I will be a year from now, but I'm excited to find out. Thanks again for your helpful role in this decision. Nima, 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 you are a rock star, my friend. Thank you so much. I love this email and there was so much wisdom here. And I know you're just getting into this transition to travel, which I'm always fascinated with. But look, you it's the mindset, right? Right off the bat. And you know, that one thing that I mentioned that can read that one realization that can lead to a life of travel. I mean, you said it. You are the creator of your own fate. And that if you want something badly enough, all the obstacles people normally let stop them can no longer shake you. I just love the uh, the way you worded that and really everything in this email. So thanks for the inspiration and for allowing me to share this with everybody in the Zero to Travel Caravan, the listening community here, because I know you all like to hear these stories as well and hear what everybody in the community is up to. So keep me posted on your trip. No matter what happens, if you hit a low point, just reread this email you sent me because there's a lot of uh, wisdom here in this. So thanks for that. I am in the United States right now. I'm back here for the first time in over a year, and I'm having 
a bit of culture shock. You know, I couldn't believe the amount of Ben and Jerry's flavors available at the grocery store. I was astounded by the selection there. And uh, I didn't pick up any, but I really wanted some ice cream the other day. But I've already gorged on every, not every American thing I miss, but, you know, quite a few things in a very short period of time. I've gone and had a massive Mexican meal. Not like I can't get that in Norway, but I haven't found like the really good Mexican restaurant yet. So I went and did that. I have uh, gone to Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) twice so far because the donuts in Norway aren't as uh aren't as sweet. I don't know. Not not that Dunkin Donuts are the greatest donuts, but you know, it's it a good classic American donut. So, I basically I've been eating and hanging out with family and it's been really nice. And you know, what I realized is experiencing a bit of reverse culture shock and I was thinking about culture shock. I was out to lunch with my mom yesterday and talking about this and I said, "You know, I'm not experiencing culture shock as badly as I did last time, I don't think, but it's still there. And what I realized is, you know, culture shock, I think as a, as a word, it sounds like it has like a negative connotation, right? But uh, shock isn't necessarily negative, right? It's just kind of like, oh, hey, this is, this is a little different. And what I've come to realize is that when I come here, I, in, in some ways, I feel like, oh, I'm back in my home country, but I don't feel at home necessarily totally at home because I've just realized having lived out of the country and I'm having this realization, uh, you know, on this trip, I think is that, you know, the identity you have that you associate with your country, when you take yourself out of it and come back, you realize it, it just feels more like less like I'm visiting home and more like I'm just visiting another country. Now I'm visiting my home country, but it feels like I'm just visiting another country because I'm dropping myself back into a culture that um, is familiar, but I'm detached from it, if that makes sense. And, and I think we're, that's where culture shock comes from. It's a detachment from your own culture, and now you're you're viewing it, or the culture you grew up with, and now you're viewing it in a different way from a detached perspective, I suppose. I don't know. I don't really have a point to any of this, but it was just something I was thinking about the other day. I'm wondering if any of you have experienced culture shock or a reverse culture shock, I guess you would call it, if it's just for coming back home. And if you think that's a good thing or bad thing, I don't know. You can drop me a line and let me know. Just wanted to share some thoughts around that. And I'm excited to get into today's interview with two great friends. I recorded this interview on my last trip to the States. So it is an in-person interview. And I thought, oh, this is a good time to publish it because we're getting into the spring right now. And we're getting into the high season for music festivals. And if you like to build your travels around, you know, something you love, which I often do, whether it's hiking or, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to surf, um, if I can find, a, you know, really small waves that don't beat me up too much, or a music or anything like that. Who doesn't love music, right? It's just such a great excuse to take a road trip. I remember taking a road trip in college to see a show in New York and driving like we drove and went to the show and stayed up all night and drove back home at the crack of dawn. And it was just such a great thing. It's just such an excuse, a great excuse to do some traveling. And we're going to share 11 tips with you today that can help you out. If you plan on attending any music festivals, and even if you don't, I think you're still going to have a good time hanging out with us and listening to some of these tips from two experts who have gone to more music festivals than I could count. These, I mean, these guys are the real deal. If if <laughs> if you want some advice on, you know, 
music festivals and and staying at festivals and all that sort of stuff this is the duo to hit up because they they just do it all the time so i'm really thrilled to uh, share my conversation with them today and at the end i'm going to share my current favorite music festival and you know the lazy reason why it's my current favorite (laughs) so please enjoy this interview i will see you on the other side my friend I'm excited to welcome back our resident experts on all things music festival and travel related, and my good friends, Jason and Kelly Law from FestiGoNuts.com. How are you doing today? <laughs> Great to be here again. It's wonderful to be back, and we're still in your living room, and uh, we're drinking a cup of tea. Yes, Kelly yes. made some... Uh, Chai tea, I guess. Or? Yeah, a little chai, a little dirty chai. Are you guys a little tea, tea drinkers in the middle of the day? Is this like is, we're not in England here. We're in Boulder, Colorado, but well, you know, well, we're, you we're know. only about a half mile from the celestial seasonings. That's uh, true. Warehouse and yeah. plant. And we're not getting paid center. to plug celestial seasonings, by the way. Yeah, so free plug for them. Amazing, um, this delicious <laughs> celestial <laughs> seasonings. Oh, 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 it's, fresh peppermint. It's really bouncing off the nose. Uh, we got a fun show for you today, and we're going through the top eleven ways to make your music festival go nuts. And I want to know what you guys mean by going nuts because this is something that you have in your right in your domain festi go nuts that's f-e-s-t-y by the way go nuts.com what do you mean go nuts maybe this will come up later in the list to tease it out but just give us your general well you can either go or you can go nuts oh okay i mean that's that's you know i mean that that applies to to anything travel related right it does i mean that's how festi go nuts got started jason and I made a website called Jelly Go Nuts. It was a bl- travel blog. Because Jason and Kelly, Jelly. Jelly. So if I accidentally refer to you guys as Jelly in the middle of the show, right. everybody totally knows why. Okay. Jason and Kelly make jelly and we're going nuts. So Jelly Go Nuts <laughs> started. And then it turned into and sourced into its uh, Festi Go Nuts original music festival resource. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the same with, I think, travel. What you guys are saying is... Um, Put yourself out there, stretch your comfort zone. If you haven't listened to the previous episode I did with Jason and Kelly, it's a music festival and travel 101. And they they gave a ton of advice on everything from a getting scoring free tickets, like getting into a music festival for free, to you know, some of the biggest mistakes they made and, and mistakes that you're gonna want to avoid, and why to plan your travel around music festivals and that's something we covered in that episode and i mean we're all music lovers so we we one of the things we talk about in that episode is just how much fun it is to use music as an live music as an excuse to go travel and to work those things together so if you are curious about music festivals and you want to know more about it go listen to that episode and today again the top 11 ways to make your music festival Go nuts. Should we get into this list, you guys? I believe we should jump jump right in. Yeah, We should just go nuts and jump right in. And then we're counting down from the top to the most important. So let's start at the top. Number 11. Uh, Do your research. Do your homework. What do you uh, mean by that? 
Well, I mean, you, uh, you decide you want to go to this music festival. Um, you bought your tickets or, you know, actually preferably before you buy your tickets, you do this. But even if, if you've already got it, go to their website. Every music festival should have a website, FAQs, a list of what you can and cannot do. There's a lot of variation from festival to festival. Some festivals allow campfires. Some don't even allow propane stoves. That's a huge deal when you're packing. And we're talking about uh, certain festivals. Like uh, if you're not familiar, there are quite a bit that require camping, I should say. Right. Yeah. Of so, course, there are music festivals where you're in a hotel and and that's same same difference. Is there a cooking facility? Um, what What's allowed in the festival grounds? Um, alcohol is a big one. Some festivals don't allow outside alcohol. Some festivals don't sell alcohol. These are huge things that could make or break your Which experience. Which festival doesn't sell beer? <laughs> the best the, one the, is yeah. that really? you don't have to pay for it. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Then you can just bring it in. So just then you bring, just okay. yeah, provide it. your own. Yeah, and it's, there's there's it. a few smaller ones out there that just don't want to deal with the beer vendors and the mm-hmm. licensing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So they just let you BYOB. And mm-hmm. yeah, you save a fortune if you could just do that. Yeah. Some don't provide water. That's rare, but, you know, find out if you have a water resource near your campsite. Make sure you have ample water. Don't dehydrate when you're at a festival, for the love of God. Um, Uh, (laughs) Another big one is um, sometimes you can camp right next to your car. Sometimes uh, camping is in a different area from your car. In those, we always recommend bringing some sort of wagon or something to carry your gear in, depending how far it is. I mean, there's, there's a ton of different things that you should most likely be able to find out on the FAQ of the website mm-hmm. for the festival, but it's real important. If you know if you know what you're getting into, you're going to have a yeah. much better time. Be prepared. And I think one of the things that's going to be exciting about this list as we go through it and the last episode we did together is that if you have not been to a music festival for a while or if you've never been, this is going to probably fire you up to get out there and embrace that as a travel experience, particularly if, you've, if you're somebody who enjoys music. I mean, it's people that listen to the show I know are very interested in having – a diverse set of travel experiences in their life. And I think music festivals are one of those things. It's like, it's a unique experience. It's a unique way to travel. It's like its own thing. And of course you got the travel elements around getting to the festival and stuff you guys do around the festival. If you want to build travel around that. So anyway, I'm always fired up to go see live music, but I think there are all these, if you're somebody who's listening and you're like, eh, I don't know about this festival thing. I mean, just, you know, hear us out. I think you're going to be pretty fired up by the end of this. And uh, it is definitely a, a unique travel experience. So do your research because like you guys said, I mean, you could end up in some crappy situations if you're, if you're not aware. And that might be hard for some people. Like, I don't know, you guys... Are you pretty research oriented when you travel? Or are you the type that are are kind of fly by the seat a little bit? I like to know what I'm getting into. Yeah. I'd say a little both. I mean, if we're going to plan an international trip or something, typically, you know, we know a vague idea about what we want to do, but right. we're always flexible and willing to change our schedules at any point. But, yeah. you know, when it comes to gear and packing and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The hardcore logistics you want to yeah, do. Yeah, I want to dial in. One of, my, one of my many nicknames is Just In Case Jace. <laughs> I, I like to be prepared. <laughs> is it, did you give him that nickname? No. <laughs> I, think, I think that was a self-administered yeah, nickname. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be sure to remember that yeah. next time you're... You Other know. nicknames he goes by might be Sparky. So, you know. Because <laughs> you're like, do you have a, a bottle opener, Jay? Just in case Jay is here to save the day. Uh, that's um, my superhero. <laughs> <persona>. <laughs> All right. 
number 10 on the uh, top 11 ways to make your music festival go nuts. Um, set up a killer campsite and do it right away. So, Like right when you arrive. So right this is, again, arrive. applicable is, to the camping festival. Right, right. Yeah, yes. So, or if you're getting to a place, you know, make sure you unpack and get ready. But the big thing is definitely with the camping. Set up a killer campsite. Be ready. Like get there. Get your space. Build your tent. Know the weather. So know if you need shade or if it's going to rain or either way, have a shade tent. Make sure you set it up nearby. We always have a cooking tent, like a separate tent just for our cooking gear that we can zip up and leave and keep our coolers in there. And our, and our, if we're allowed to bring a stove, keep the stove in there. If this is um, your home for the weekend. I mean, if this is a camping festival, this is your home. Make it your home. Like make your space, your space. So, and the important thing, like Kelly said, is do it right away. It's very tempting to get there and just be like, ah, just, you know, throw some stuff on the ground. Let's go check out the festival grounds. But man, you will be so much happier if you just get it all dialed in first. And then once you go out and you're gone for five hours listening to music and you come back and your space is already set up yeah. and it's not three in the morning and you're trying to pump up an air mattress <laughs> right yeah. i've seen you guys at three in the morning you're probably not going to be able to pump up and right it's possible you might not get the best night's sleep that, that evening no, i'm kidding so i just have a quick question about camping because when i went to the telluride bluegrass festival with you guys uh and we talked about this in the last episode but they they're pretty strict in terms of like what campgrounds you can stay in. There are different campgrounds around the festival and then you get assigned a spot. Is that generally the case with festivals or is it like first come first serve or just generally? I'd say more often than not, it's first come first serve. Okay. Um, But if you know the area, there might be different directions you can take once you get into that campsite. Gotcha. Um, So that's also good to kind of do a little research about beforehand. If you know, like if it's, kind of a shit show on your way in because there's a huge line of people that have been sitting in line to get into the campground for hours. Yeah. It's good to know a little bit of direction and it's good. That's a really good reason to set up your space because your neighbors might be pretty close. So hold your ground and, right. you know, get that extra shade tent up because now you've doubled your space. Yeah. And we're all in this together We, you know, your neighbors are going to be your friends by the end, but it's true. It's like, if you don't set up your shade tent and your hammock, when you get there, that space might not be there for you. You, you could depending have a, on the a tent right up. Yeah. 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 And that all depends on how well the camp is organized or the festival's organized, but cool. that'll vary from event to event. Okay. Number nine. Ah, bring toys and games. It's well, wait a minute. Hold on. You guys are a couple. So what kind of toys are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> all kinds, yeah. You know, one of the most fun times I ever had at a music festival was after all the, the music on the main stage was over and we were back in the campground hanging out and somebody brought out a set of uh, light up LED bocce ball. Oh, I, I saw those. at a. That's like, it's. Awesome, I love right? bocce ball. So first of all, we played, we played yep. extreme bocce, which extreme bocce, I mean, even when I play that in the day just means you're not playing in a court you could just like I've played bocce hiking through the woods before where it's just like so we did that throughout the campground with glow bocce and it was so fun but I mean toys and games it's not all music there's times when the music ends there's times when you're back at your campground chilling before it starts or just Mm -hmm. taking a break I mean if you've got cornhole bring Cornhole's awesome. Washers. I and mean, we put... We, Bring your Frisbee. Yeah, like, uh, we play um, pole can. People have a lot of different names for that. Polish horseshoes. I don't know. I hope I'm not offending anyone. Yeah. But <laughs> there's a lot of different names for that. It's like beer cans on top of your ski poles that you knock off with a Frisbee. Whatever. Just bring something to do yeah. to play and have fun. Because it's like, it's a music festival. 
again, talking about camping music festivals, but it's also like a camp. You're out camping with a ton of friends. It's like a big picnic. It's like you want activities. It's yeah. a great way to meet people too. I Absolutely. remember, um, well, we didn't have any games, but somebody else had cornhole and people are cool. So uh, this kind of leads into our, our next one, but uh, people are... Um, we're like, yeah, sure, totally play. And then, you know, you end up playing against somebody. And next thing you know, you're hanging out with everybody that has brought that game. Uh, so if you bring a game, you're basically giving yourself uh, yeah. an opening to, like, meet new people, too. Yeah, I think. and it's a good way to ensure you have some downtime. Like, you need to go back to your campsite and just relax. Yeah. And that's a good way to kind of entertain yourself there and not be running out to catch the next band. Downtime. Yeah, toys and games are are. That's great advice just for general travel. Yeah. Too. You know? True. I mean, I, I've. Or generally like, camping. Like, yeah. yeah. Whipped out games at a hostel, and like next thing you know, you got cards. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. All right. Number eight Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Um, what are we sharing? Um, <laughs> everything. I mean, everything, but we're mostly talking about. Food and beverages are a really important thing. So pack pack some extra stuff. If you're don't gonna, pack selfishly, right? If yeah. you're gonna pack, make pasta salad, let's say, or some sort of like food item for the weekend, make extra so you can go to your neighbors and offer them some. Yeah, I love to like bring like a big container of like a a mixed beverage, margaritas, or you know, you can bring a Bloody Mary bar, like you had talked about how you did in Telluride. So that's an important thing yeah. to like. Create something at your site that it can pull people in and can let people share, and it's another good way to meet friends. It's it part of the community, too, right? But it's also, warm I mean, and fuzzy. Not not to not to make sharing be a selfish thing, but it, incre- it increases your own <laughs> enjoyment too. Because let's say Kelly's example, like, I might want to drink margaritas, Bloody Marys, rum and cokes, and beer. But if I bring a giant thing of margarita and that's all I bring, and I'm sharing that with everybody, everybody else is going to share with me too. So right. you you get more variety by sharing. Honestly, mm-hmm. like it's it is a good fun feeling but it's also like i don't have to bring six different things i bring a lot of one thing yeah. and share and other people do the same and then we all have variety nice okay we're running through the top 11 ways to make your music festival go nuts and we're at number seven uh be part of a team a so. team, a team. <laughs> no seriously I, when you guys introduced this concept i didn't really understand what you were talking about so please explain um, whether you're going to a festival with one person or eight people, it's always fun to kind of bring that group together to kind of coordinate something beforehand. Um, we've gone as far as making team jelly t-shirts and, and we're you know, a two person team, but we're still right? like, we're embracing it. Yeah. It's, it's a team. We have a really fun group that we see at a lot of festivals. I'm not sure if they're out there listening, but they're called TDT, which is Team Drunk Tennessee. And <laughs> it grows every time we see them, but they are just super fun. And they wear matching t-shirts and you can find them all around the festival. And they usually have a... Th- it's like, like your crew. Yeah. 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 But embrace it. If you're going to a festival with three or four other people, don't just go with those people. Like, be a team with those yeah. people. Okay. You know? So like actually... Come up with a theme, sure. like name yeah. yourself, do something where you guys quirky are... where then other people throughout the festival recognize you. It's yeah. a great way that's to fun. meet people. Yeah. You'll you'll definitely see another team. And that's a really fun way to like start a conversation with someone else. Yeah. Cool. Number six. 
theme night. So this is a couple different meanings. A lot of music festivals have a set theme night. For example, um, Strings and Soul is a music festival we've gone to in Mexico, and they have a theme night every year. One year it was Pirates and Pixies. So everybody dresses up as pirates or pixies and you can interpret pixies it like a like fairies, fairies well, yeah. you can interpret it any way you like okay. i mean if you want to dress up as the band the pixies go for it <laughs> get a bunch of pixie sticks out yeah might have done. Up, up to witty comedic interpretation if you okay. like okay yeah, like sort of like How a carrot top vibe to interpret or interpret the pirate theme um i believe <laughs> my name was inigo medoya and you killed my father but up after that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Princess you know, Diaries. Yeah, Princess yeah. uh, <laughs> Bride. Yeah, Princess <laughs> Diaries. Wow. Well, um, you know, for the record, I hope this does not get edited out of here. <laughs> oh, we'll get edited. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, yeah, I, I haven't seen Princess Di- Bride. Have in a you while. seen Princess Diaries? No. Okay. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Uh, Maybe on an airplane once. Who knows? Yeah, no. I don't uh, think so. But yeah, um, I mean, should I? Should I? <laughs> I? I have no idea. I've never seen it. Um, if there's an official theme, embrace it. If there's not, feel free to create one and it kind of back with your team. I mean, maybe your team can have a theme for your camp. Um, you know, your, ca- your camp can be, you know, name your camp and can have a theme that you embrace that with. What are a couple of the more like creative themes and or teams that you guys have seen? Um, uh, Hooterville. Another fit. I don't know if these guys are listening, but we know a bunch of a whole crew in Colorado. They call themselves Hooterville, and they have jerseys printed up, and and uh, they just they, yeah they they are a good time. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean we've you know there was a group of girls at Strings and Soul that dressed like um, they all had like matching unicorn like one piece outfits, and so like the three of them just ran around their little unicorn outfits, and yeah, I mean you you see all kinds of things. It's it's similar nice. to you know a fun halloween night yeah and this is good to know because these are if you have not been to these festivals that these are things that actually go on i mean makes it it makes it fun yeah. right and that's back to the first one of do your research if the festival has an official theme night it will be on their website or somewhere and yeah. you don't want to show up and all of a sudden one day at the festival everybody's dressed up like smurfs and you don't know why <laughs> right yeah <laughs> I really missed my opportunity to get Smurfy. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, this ties in, I think, a little bit to the next one, number five. Which is bring a costume and wear some flair. The minimum of 42 pieces of flair. Right. Your minimum flair. Do you want to do the minimum? Do you want to be the minimum? No, I don't want to be the minimum. No. Yeah. Um, This does tie in. Obviously, there's a theme night. Bring a costume for that theme night. But if there's not, it's always fun to have an excuse to wear a tutu or a boa or a funny hat or your favorite cat t-shirt. Like, bring a little bit of fun to the festival. You can always wear your normal jeans and flannel shirt anywhere, but... You know, you're at a music festival. Go nuts. Now I know why you guys have so many costumes because, like, you guys dress up, (laughs) I think, more than anybody that I know. (laughs) And then um, in Boulder, Colorado, in general, I'm not living here anymore, but I've noticed that, like, here, I think 
there there is the highest i don't know i would say this like per capita of people who dress up right. i swear like there are more people dressed up here for more occasions than yeah. anything right. anywhere yeah, else any show you go to there could be yeah just people wearing i believe Fuller flares. also has the highest per capita people that hold phds in the country too so is there a correlation <laughs> there i don't Quite know possibly. maybe we got to fund a study around that okay uh number four Dance like everybody's watching. Yeah. Um, you know, you know the old the old saying, dance like nobody's watching. Well, no, screw that. Because everybody is. So <laughs> act like it. Bring it. Yeah. You're at a music festival, your favorite band's playing. Get down, dan and and put in your best moves. Don't be embarrassed. Don't worry about what people think about you. And I know that kind of goes with the dance like nobody's watching, but no. Dance like everyone's watching. Show us what you got. Yeah, from my festival experience, and you guys can speak to this, I'm sure, like, people are very accepting of everybody and Absolutely. everything. So it's a great place to cut loose. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why we say dance like everybody's watching because they may be, but not in a judgy way. We're at a music festival. Like, yeah. you. Can- well, and that goes with wear flair, bring your costumes. Like, it's just, you know, embracing the festival itself, letting your guard down, and just having a really good time. And that, you know, get down. Plus, when you're traveling, I mean, those costumes can go a long way. It's always fun to just walk into a random, like, gas station with a yeah. costume. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's always great the first rest stop you hit on the, on the day after the festival. Yeah. If you've got a long road trip and there might still be glitter in your beard. And- <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Don't mind the glittery beard, man, <laughs> over in the corner. Number three. Um, no FOMO. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, FOMO, fear of missing out. You got to let it go at a music festival. Like if you really want to have the best festival you can, forget about FOMO because at a lot of festivals, there's too much music to see it all. Many times there's multiple stages having music at the same time. Um, You just have to let it go. You can't think about what you might be missing. You have Mm -hmm. to just embrace the experience that you're having at every moment and trust that you're having an incredible experience that's going to be unique to you and you know sure there may be something happening somewhere else but you can't worry about missing it we learned that lesson um this past spring we did six festivals in six weeks uh on the east coast and it was super fun but very exhausting and we knew we in the name of research in the name of yeah For work. Um, and yeah, we knew going into it that this is a marathon, not a sprint. We had to take our time. We had to like rest up. And that meant sitting back at the campsite and playing our bocce ball or frisbee and just relaxing and knowing that we're going to miss some bands or knowing that there's going to be late night sets or late night jams that go on till two or three in the morning that we might have to sneak off and go to bed early. And, yeah. you know, it's part of, it's all part of the experience. You go to bed early, then you get up early and you get to see, you know, some really fun stuff too. So just don't have FOMO, just be in the moment, embrace what you got going on. Not trying to do it all. I mean, I, I agree with that sentiment when it comes to travel too. It's exactly. like, you, you know, the times that I tried to run around town and see it all, like, I, it's not like it wasn't worth it all of those times, but there were some times where I was like, what, what was the point? Like, you know, and you then might have, you might have just had a great experience hanging out at the hostel and getting to know your. Yeah, whatever. I mean, just, the, yeah, the more relaxing days where you're not like, hey, I don't need to, you know, 
give yourself a reason to come back or just like you can't do everything. Right. You know? right. It's just not possible. But sometimes that can stress people out. So I love that tip. Number two. Well, number two is fun because it's pretty much the opposite of number three. <laughs> uh, number two is see the sunrise. And what that means is, you know, sometimes just, well, first of all, it means literally sometimes stay up and see the sunrise because we've had some amazing experiences, bonding experiences with people that we've just stayed up all night with at a music festival and literally saw the sunrise. And of course, it's beautiful to see the sunrise, but it's also just kind of the moment and experience. But then also not literally see the sunrise, I think to me also means like kind of forget about your plans and just go with the flow Mm. also like... Yeah, maybe the back of your mind, you're like, I should get back into my tent because I want to go to sleep so I can see this band tomorrow. But, um, you know, I'm having a great time doing what I'm doing with these folks and whatever's happening, embrace it and just go for it. Yeah. I can definitely think about, you know, several occasions where I saw the sun rise and there are always such memorable occasions like one time in Buenos Aires, like coming out of a closet. Like that's what you're supposed to do when you're in Buenos Aires, right? Like you're supposed to come out of a club, like a dark club and like the sun's rising and you're just like, oh, wow, where did that night go? You know, like, yeah, like you guys said, I mean, essentially just living in the moment, embracing I think one of of my favorite memories of that is we were watching one of our favorite bands um, that were not that popular, but back then, this was years ago at Northwest String Summit in Oregon. And they had the late night stage, the band's fruition. And here we are facing the stage and we are just dancing and dancing and they are playing music for hours on end. There was no timeline till when they needed to be off stage nice and at some point one of the musicians looks up and she was like oh the sun's coming up and we just turn around and there's maybe only about 10 of us still left at the stage but we had not kept moved our eyes off this band and just we're so engaged there was probably a good three four hundred people behind us when we started but we were right up front so we never turned around when she said (laughs) that we turned around and realized Oh, where'd everybody go? And the <laughs> the band didn't lessen their intensity at no. all. But yeah, it was like the yeah. sun's coming up and we all like watched the sunrise together. After Yeah, Fruition That's... String Band. Check them out, by the way. That's so great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like when in Rome kind of, right? Like the Buenos Aires thing, like I don't go to nightclubs, but it's like, oh, it's Buenos Aires. Like a bunch of people were going. It's like you stay up all night. It's what you do. Yeah. You know, like you're at a music festival. People are staying up all night. Yeah. It's what you do, roll with it kind of thing. But, you know. No FOMO also. No right. FOMO. I mean, <laughs> it's a balance. Yeah. Together. I mean, so you, you got to understand seeing the sunrise means you're going to have to sleep a little bit tomorrow. So you're, or today, I guess. So <laughs> you're going to probably miss something, but you that's, sacrifice, the, no, that's yeah. the no FOMO. You saw the sunrise. Maybe you missed some music because of it. All right. Well, we're on to number one now of the top 11 ways to make your music festival go nuts. And... I mean, should we get a drum roll? Should we get a guitar solo? Should we get a banjo? Wait, Jay's got his guitar. Maybe a little you know, something. A little, maybe it's a little out of tune. I don't know. Huh? <laughs> All right, there we go. Number one on the list. Uh, be, be your fest self. Be your fest. Be your fest. Yeah. Yeah, this is what do you mean? we say a lot. Be your fest self. This is pretty much our motto, like with the whole festy go nuts thing and just 
going to festivals. It's embracing your music festival self. So we have a musical, um, one of our musical and festival heroes by the name of Vince Herman plays in a band called Leftover Salmon. And Which he, we're seeing tonight. We are. Um, recording. Mm-hmm. We, he has so many great one-liners. And when he's at a festival, I mean, I say the music festival doesn't truly start till he screams, festival! But he also has a, a phrase that he says, I'll paraphrase because he says it different all the time, but he'll say, how many of you feel more like yourselves now than you did yesterday? And yeah, than you did before you got here. Yeah. It's be your fest self to me is, you know, I found that when I'm at music festivals, I am more myself than when I'm in the real world sometimes and kind of incorporates a lot of the things that we already talked about. But like, you can let your inhibitions go. You dance like everybody's watching, whatever. Like it's you, when I'm at a music festival, I am truly just myself because out in the real world, let's face it. Sometimes we have to pretend. Sometimes Jason doesn't get to put glitter in his beard. In the world. <laughs> <laughs> he could, he just chooses not to. You know, it, it's, it's a shame, but we do have to sometimes put on airs out in the real world. I mean, we when you're, to. when you're shopping for office supplies at Staples, you don't put glitter into your beard. <laughs> right. I mean, sometimes that aisle shows up. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's letting your inhibitions down. It's being in the moment. It's embracing everyone around you. It's letting your guard down and just, being your fast self, like you're at a music festival, there's tons of activities, there's tons of new people, there's great music, there's, it's just, it's the ultimate moment for me, it's, I love being at music festivals, and I'm, I'm glowing from year to year, from one end of the weekend to the next, from the week before to the week after. Right, and that's so, something we didn't put, I mean, this, it, we, that was our number one, but we could say, take that with you, man, after the music yeah. festival, like, there's always a period after a music festival where I still am, like, in that glowing like, yeah again this is another parallel with travel you know right coming exactly. off the road and you're like you got that travel high and you want to carry that with you in your yeah. real life how do you do that what's your advice on that ah well um i think kelly wrote an awesome blog about like how to how to get, recover from a music festival yeah and, and one of the top <laughs> things is well hey go see more music i mean and that's a way that you know we actually after music festivals, because you're kind of jonesing for that vibe still, that music festival experience where maybe there might be a band playing at some local bar that normally I wouldn't really care about, but it's like (laughs) I just kind of want that music festival experience. And I've done that and gone to see music after a festival just to kind of keep that going. And I actually discovered music that I ordinarily wouldn't have gone and be like, wow, that was awesome. So Mm. it's like it was beneficial. But yeah, just, um, you know, throw a party with your friends, get together with a jam session with some guitars and, and drums and just like make music. Um, yeah, there's lots of ways to keep it going. Yeah. Nice. Be your fast self. Be Number fast one. Self. I Be love it. Self. Uh, so let's recap these. Number 11, do your research. Jay, you want to take number 10? Yeah. Uh, um, set up a killer campsite and do it right away. Uh, number nine, bring toys and games. Number eight, sharing is caring. So bring enough for everybody. Well, maybe not everybody if it's a big (laughs) festival, but, you know, bring some extra for your neighbors. Bring bring something for all (laughs) 30,000. If it's a big one. Number seven. Uh, Be part of a team. Yeah. If you're going with the crew, embrace it. Number six, make a theme night or participate in the theme night at the festival. Number five, costumes and flair. 
Wouldn't we all like to see Jason Moore with glitter in his beard, by the way? Uh, you know, if you, if you take some out, you know, I'm not opposed to putting <laughs> glitter in my beard tonight. Well, isn't that man Whatever bad. semblance of a beard I have. Right, yeah. It's a little patchy. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, dance like everybody's watching. Number three, uh, no FOMO. Number two, see the sunrise. And number one. Be, be your, your fast self. self. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Are you guys starting like a barbershop quartet now? Possibility. <laughs> bust into song. <laughs> um, awesome list, you guys. And if you go to festygonuts.com, that's F-E-S-T-Y, go nuts. Like donuts, but go nuts. Festygonuts.com. Um, you can get all of the resources you need to plan your next music festival experience. And I mean, it's a great scene in my experience going to a festival. It's an awesome excuse to travel and just, just the unique travel experience. You know, you get out on the road, go to a festival. It's like a whole other adventure. As you guys can hear from this list, it's, um, you know, there are, are, are certainly a lot of things around this that you might not even expect to walk into but it, it makes it a really fun experience i think so really appreciate you guys taking the time to to come on and share your top 11 ways to make your music festival go nuts and also all the the work you're doing on the site because it's it's an incredible resource and i think if people go there they can download some other helpful stuff if you guys want to sign up for, i mean i'm on the festi go nuts email list i love getting the updates and you guys have um introduced me to a lot of cool bands and different things that I that I didn't know about in this world, and I love music. So if you're a music lover or just want to have a unique travel experience, you know, work a festival in there. And you should listen to our last episode that we recorded with Jason and Kelly. Uh, it was a music uh, festival and travel 101, and they give you the scoop on on everything from you know how to get in for free if if you're trying to do that, some techniques there, and saving money and and their favorite venues and a whole bunch of other stuff. So listen to that if you're geeked up on this. You guys, anything else you want to add to this uh, list? Any any uh, honorable mentions that you had to leave out, but you were um, you were stressing over? Is this just pretty much it? I, I just think to sum it all up, really, is that the reason you go to a music festival, it is kind of be your fest self, but it's like we spend so much time in the real world doing what, like, you know, the real world requires of us and music festivals are just another world. And I think if you're going to go and get into that, it's going to open your eyes and see that it can be one of the best experiences you can have. And you really should just embrace it. Yeah. And I encourage anybody that has any favorite festivals that they would like to share with us, or if we're going to see you on the road, definitely let us know, reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram and tell us where you're going to be. And we'd love to meet up with you. Awesome. Yeah. You can be our camp buddies. Nice. Join the team. Yeah. Yeah. Join yeah. Team Jelly. <laughs> uh, Jason, what you were just saying had me thinking about a question. What what have you guys learned about yourselves from from this scene? There's a lot of self-development, I think, sure. with travel too. You know, you learn so much when you go on these trips and, and every trip teaches you something different. You know, I know you guys have been to so many festivals now, so maybe it's all a blur, but like getting yeah. involved with this, I mean. I think, I think the biggest thing, and maybe this is too general, but just learning to be comfortable in your own skin. And, you know, part of that is traveling. Part of that's getting out of your your normal comfort zones or away from some of your typical friends and hangouts. Really just being comfortable and being who you are, embracing yourself and and all the quirkiness that comes with being you. And you're, you can let that 
crazy flag fly at these <laughs> festivals. Yeah. You know, I think I learned that, I mean, age means nothing when it comes to these things. You see people from, you know, five years old to 80 years old getting down and having a good time and just like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's a community. A music festival becomes a community for a short period of time of people from all walks of life that learn to just like have an amazing time together yeah. regardless of where they came from or where they're going afterwards. And it's... I don't know. It's, I think like when you leave a music festival, like hopeful for the human race, I don't mean to get okay. too corny, but you really do. Yeah, it's I mean, like, that's... you see how we can all come together for a weekend and do nothing but dance and smile and have fun. And you realize that like, okay, we can all do this. Yeah. yeah that's great. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Festigonuts.com. Jason Kelly. Thank you guys so much. And we'll, uh, we'll be chatting with you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. There you go. I want to thank my friends Jason and Kelly for swinging by the show again. And it was great to have them back. Always a pleasure. I hope to see them at some point this year. If you guys are listening, I really hope to see you soon. Uh, miss you guys. And uh, my friend, I hope to see you again next time uh, this podcast goes out. You know, I do a show every week. And if you're subscribed, you'll get it. If you're new to the Zero to Travel Caravan, welcome. And if you've been listening for a while, thank you and welcome back. I'm going to share a couple things with you before I let you go. Of course, my favorite music festival and the lazy reason why it's my favorite and a little quote from a band that's playing there. Uh, first, want to quickly thank Pimsleur Audio Courses for supporting today's show. If you are learning a language or looking to learn a language, why not do it on the go and make it fun. If you go to zerototravel.com slash easy, you can check out the Pimsleur audio courses. And because you listen to podcasts, I know you love to learn on the go. I love it. I mean, I listen to podcasts all the time when I'm out doing things, if I'm washing the dishes. I mean, if I can find time to squeeze in a podcast, I do it. I just love them and I love uh, learning while I'm doing other things. And that's exactly what you can do with Pimsleur. And that's exactly what I do do with Pimsleur when it comes to language learning, because uh, they are very conversational and you start speaking right away. And yeah, you, you know, people might look at you like you're a little crazy. You might be speaking out loud to yourself, but they don't know you're leveling up your language game and you're leveling up your travels. And again, if you go to zero to travel.com slash easy, you want to have that deeper travel experience because you know some of the local language of where you're traveling. If you're planning a trip, you got one coming up. A big mistake I made, I think, when I was younger is not studying more of the local language. You don't need to know that much. And if you listen to a Pimsleur course or a few, you can get addicted really quick. You can learn a lot and then you can open up a whole new travel experience. And I really strongly encourage you, if you're trying to learn a language or you have it on your bucket list, you've been putting it off, or you are learning language and you want to get better, check out the Pimsleur courses. They're all audio-based and you're going to love it. ZeroToTravel.com slash easy. I'll leave that link in the show notes. And if you're based in the States, you'll have an opportunity to get a free seven-day trial to their monthly subscription service. And if you are outside of the States, you can still access a free lesson and check it out and see what it's all about. Thanks to anybody that's checking that out. If you decide to purchase any lessons or do the subscription service after the free trial's up, then you'll also be supporting the Zero to Travel podcast. And I thank you very much for that. Okay, my favorite music festival right now. This is so lazy. I'm telling you this because it's kind of a joke. But it is a cool festival. I went last year. And it's the Oya Festival in Norway. And it's in this section of the city called Toyen. 
which is walking distance from my apartment in Oslo. And that's why it is my favorite festival. And that's the lazy reason why it's my favorite festival, because I've never been able to walk out of my front door and go to a music festival. I thought that was really cool. And it's like this big four-day festival. Just to be able to walk from my apartment to that was an awesome experience. For that reason, I, I love when Oya Festival comes back around. And this year, yeah, they're filling out the lineup right now. And there's a band I really love that I've seen before uh, by the name of Arcade Fire. And I'm going to leave you with a quote from Arcade Fire. I will say that on my honeymoon, I went to the Telluride Bluegrass Festival. And that's been my favorite music festival of all time. So if I could like blink my eyes and go there, then I would highly recommend that one. But if you like that kind of music and you just like a chill scene with beautiful mountains and that sort of thing. But anyway, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I'll take what festivals I can get. I love music. And uh, if I can walk to a festival, that's, that's a cool thing. So anyway, this quote from Arcade Fire is from a song off their album, The Suburbs, which is an album... That's like one of those albums that uh, I listened to a lot when I was traveling. It's one of those albums that you can put on and listen to the whole thing all the way through. It's a great just theme, you know, having grown up in the suburbs and experiencing that growing up. I just think it's such a poignant album for many reasons. This isn't a, a music review show, so I won't go too deep into that. Anyway, this is a quote from Sprawl 2. Sometimes I wonder if the world's so small that we can never get away from the sprawl. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Cheers. This podcast has been brought to you by ZeroToTravel.com. Ideas and advice to make your travel dreams a reality. Welcome to this Zero to Travel bonus track. Yes, a bonus track. And if you're listening to this, that means you're on the other end of the podcast. I'm still sitting here with Jason and Kelly. We're going to go over the top five things you forgot to pack at a music festival, for a music festival, continuing yeah. with the list theme. And, you know, bonus tracks, I mean, they're little Easter eggs, I would say. I'm not saying this is the first one. I'm not saying it's not the first one. You maybe have to Listen to some past episodes all the way I'm through. I'm just you saying, might... you might want to go back to that Rage Against the Machine album and see if there was something else on there. <laughs> <laughs> you might find these little nuggets scattered throughout the podcast. Uh, and this bonus track, uh, we're going to cover this list very quickly. And let's start with number five, Jason. Uh, a small flashlight. And, you know, it's one, a little just a little thing that can clip on your belt, bring it everywhere, because you might not think about it when you leave your tent and it's shining bright. But when you get into that porta pot at one in the morning, you're going to want a small flashlight. <laughs> That's helpful. Yeah. Number four? Uh, baby wipes. So baby Self-explanatory? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wipe your butt, wipe your feet, clean your hands. Baby wipes. Nice. Number three? Duct tape. Um, just duct yeah. tape. Trust me. You know what they say. If you can't duck it. Yep. Well, <laughs> you can figure out the rest. Number two, Kelly. Um, decorations. So spark up your, spruce up your campsite a little bit. Add some tinsel, add a little flair, make it fun, make it yours. You know, it was so sweet when um, Anna Dorta, my wife and I went to the Bluegrass Festival in Telluride and we met you guys there. Um, you guys brought decorations for our tent, like all these like yeah. newlywed decorations. It was so nice. Yeah, so I and it's to fun thank to come back that. to that. And then your neighbors yeah. are like, 
It was fun. I know you guys were trying to like sneak in and decorate our tent while we were gone, but you weren't able to do <laughs> it or something. So, because uh, we were always we in the tent. It was in our honeymoon after right. all. No, I'm kidding. Well, the tents, tents are rocking. <laughs> but uh, no, it was uh, it was really nice. Uh, and all right, let's go to number one. Reusable water bottle. I mean, really, do any dolphins have to die because of this music festival? Let's <laughs> reusable water bottle. We don't need to be buying plastic bottles everywhere. And sometimes they don't even sell them. That's just the only way you're getting your water. So there you go. There's five things you forgot to pack for the music festival that you should. Thanks again. And don't forget, uh, like I said, drop these bonus tracks every so often. Little wicked, wicked. little treats for you. So um, if you uh, if you listen to the podcast, just be, be on the lookout because there may be – you never know when they're going to show up. Uh, Jason and Kelly, thanks for taking a little bonus time here to drop another list here on us. And um, as our resident music festival experts, we'll probably be having you back on. So if you have any other questions related to music festivals or anything like that, festigonuts.com. Uh, and if you want Jason and Kelly to come back on and cover some other topic that you haven't thought about, just drop me an email and um, we'll get them back on because I, uh, I can always do that, I think, I hope. I, I don't know. Absolutely. They're pretty busy, but I, I think, you know. I think we'll squeeze we'll you in somewhere. Yeah, they'll squeeze me in somewhere. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you guys so much. Have yeah, a great thanks. day. Thanks.